Glory to God forever. Amen. Jesus Christ is alive. He's the Lord God Almighty. The, the Lord God Almighty is the most wonderful, most beautiful person in the universe. Humans were born to fellowship with Him. Amen. Lord, I bless those listening to this podcast, and I believe with them that You'll reveal Your glory to them. In, in Your name, Jesus' name. Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank You for allowing us to be Your children. Send out laborers into the harvest fields around the world in the Far East, hundreds of millions of people by any means possible to reach the lost and build up the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, Amen. The, the presence of Jesus, the glory of the Lord, is beyond words. So wonderful, so beautiful. And humans, the supreme end of man is to, to know God. And humans were born to fellowship with Him. I'll, in the coming days, I want to do one message solely about that. But I want to continue to emphasize that. How do we know that? those who make it to heaven will fellowship with Him forever. That's that's really probably the primary way we know that. Well, also Jesus in Revelation 3.20 basically He revealed that He offers to become someone's everything, which includes fellowship. Today I want to speak about, more about heaven, just a little bit about hell, but continuing about heaven and it's just so so glorious also this coming week I want to do one message at least about the anointing the anointing is the 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 presence of God the presence of Jesus Christ the tangible touchable presence of Jesus and His glory and majesty. And it's the fourth phase of knowing God. But everyone who knows Jesus Christ has the anointing in their spirit person. And if, the, if we wanted to sum up, if someone asked the question, well, how can I experience His presence and glory? It's... There's four phases of knowing... Here's a, I'll try to be as brief as possible. There's four phases of knowing God. Number one, born again. Number two, born of water and the Spirit. Third phase, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Fourth phase, the anointing. And Jesus revealed that the, the really, well, one of His main teachings and revelations is, is that He is lose our old... He, he, revealed that if we lose our old nature we we find eternal life he said it in several different ways he said if anyone wants to save his life he'll lose it if anyone loses his life for my sake and and for the gospel he'll find it if anyone loves his life he'll lose it if anyone hates his life in this he will keep it for eternal life that's a but, but essentially, he's revealing that if someone 
follows the first commandment, loves God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, seeks Him with all their heart, they can move into those four phases and lose their old nature. And they die, and that the anointing that's, that is within them in the born-again phase is released and, and connects, you might say, connects with the Holy Spirit who is God, who is Jesus Christ, who's everywhere on the earth. And and that's, you know, what I just spoke about. I mean, Jesus did reveal it. And He revealed the four phases. Okay? At the same time, a person, the only way they can experience these things is when they go directly to God in the secret place. He's in the secret place. And they have that, I want to emphasize, personal, private, secret relationship with Him. Just them and God. Them and Jesus Christ. That's the only way someone can experience anything that God offers. Starting with salvation. That may sound like common sense, but that is that's the key. You know, and Jesus revealed that as well. Well, I, I mentioned all that, but in case someone only listens to this message, that's that's the answer, you know, and, and sadly most people on the earth do not even get born again. Most believers just stay in the born again phase, and they're in usually in dead religion, and they, but, and so very few people move into the phases, and very few get to the fourth phase. Also related to this, Jesus revealed the three realms of prayer. So in in the last year, a great man of God points out that someone can actually experience. Those three realms and and experience, for example, the baptism of the Holy Spirit every day. Isn't that amazing? Even a believer who's been a believer for a long, long time, if they don't seek God on a particular day, they don't receive anything. They can it's up it's all up God has because he made man into his own image and likeness, it's completely up to a person. So there's no guarantee that somebody will move into those phases. It's the way I understand it is those three phases, the uh, realms of prayer would coincide that it could be. Test this out. If you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit, you have the spirit of discernment. You can discern if this is true or not. But the those three realms of prayer perhaps coincide with the the second, third, and fourth phases of knowing God. Born of water and the Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, the anointing. And all right, so heaven, this is Wonder and Reality. My name's Jim. I, I thank you for following this podcast. I'm really looking forward to continuing this series, The Mystery of God. And so the last few days I've spoken about heaven. I want to emphasize, here's an overview of what I want to emphasize. Our ministry has studied 
the subject of, of heaven and hell, okay, and approximately 150,000 people every day leave the earth. I want to keep this simple. Um, about 80 to 110,000 approximately die and end up in hell tragically. Tragically. I don't want to focus on that. Uh, as I mentioned a while back, I want these messages to be 99% or even 100% positive. Approximately 30 to 50,000 people leave the earth and go to heaven. They do not die. They, they, if they're in the book of life and they know Jesus is Lord and Savior, they will live forever and never die. Amen. Angels come and get them and bring them in chariots to heaven, which is the third heaven. There's three heavens, actually. And heaven, God's home, is a planet. It's the third heaven, and it's literally a place People say they arrive in heaven and land on the ground. And it's just so glorious to think that every day, 30 to 50,000 people every day, right now, angels are getting saints and taking them to heaven where they will be forever and they will fellowship with Jesus Christ. Heaven is filled with the presence of Jesus. Everyone who's been to heaven says the same thing. Even Paul in the Bible. They say it's so glorious, it's beyond human description. It's a celebration. And okay, those stats that I mentioned, how do we know that? Well, let's look at the big picture. Approximately 110 billion people have lived in human history so far, roughly. That, that's an estimate. It, 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 but it's right there on the internet. And today, we know, because of modern technology, we know the world's stats about people's faith. 70% of people are not in the Catholic Christian category, so 30% roughly are Christian Catholic. And let's just assume that all of those are saved. Well, that's 30%. And after much study and looking into this, it very well could be that throughout human history, those stats are similar. That we don't know because we're, we, they were not able to do surveys back a thousand years ago, 2,000 years ago, 3,000, all that. But we know from the Bible, and especially in Genesis and Exodus, that even from the very beginning, humans generally choose self instead of God and do even worse things than that. And it's a pattern. It's not just one story. I mean, it's from the first person to the, the, uh, the next two people who were born to Sodom and Gomorrah and all these famous, some of these are really famous stories. It very well could be that 30% of that hundred and eight billion or 110 billion people make it to heaven we don't know let's let's believe for revival today that more people will get saved and that people will and, and anything can happen god can do anything amen so lord we believe for that in our little corners of the world 
you know, help us, Lord, to do what we can to just do your will. And with those listening, if they're willing to be used by you, I bless, I, I, I believe with them that you'll anoint them and empower them to do your work, to do great things for you, to in, in, in the calling that you have for them in, in Jesus' name. So if 30% are saved, that's we can estimate that in heaven right now there's approximately 30 to 40 billion saints. They all have homes made exactly the way they liked them, wanted them. Can you imagine 30 to 40 billion saints and then innumerable angels in heaven traveling back and forth between the earth and heaven and we know famous scriptures in in revelation reveal you know around the throne and innumerable people that 10,000 times you know thousands upon thousands this is revelation 5:11 Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Really, it's just innumerable. People who have been to heaven have seen this as well. (laughs) Briefly, I want to just, in case someone didn't listen in the last few days, we don't know how big heaven is. But here's what's fascinating. It's simple. It's a planet. It's not just some figurative place. That's a big misconception. It literally, you know, we know that the earth, we, we live on the earth. You know, now we know that it's, you know, it's a planet. I mean, before technology, people may have thought that it was not, may have not realized that it's a planet, right? Well, now we know. It's, it's this, you know, it's, uh, we take it for granted, but heaven is, is a planet and it's, so it in, it's very likely it encircles the second heaven and it, there's, we know that there's a city, the New Jerusalem. We know from people who have been there that there's countryside and it's a beautiful outdoors. It's just breathtakingly beautiful. Like, this is based on, I have never seen heaven. But it's based on numerous testimonies of people who have been there that it's one person specifically wrote and said it's a it's a great outdoors with breathtaking beauty and mountains fields you know uh, the river of life the crystal sea all these glorious things i mean just um Mainly, though, I want to emphasize all of that's a byproduct of God's glory. His presence. I mean, here's just what's so awesome. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are all one. I mean, Jesus emphasized that greatly. It's a scripture from Deuteronomy that he was quoting. And, and the Holy Spirit can and does reveal that to someone. So in heaven, God the Father is in heaven. Jesus Christ is in heaven. And there, 
presence fills heaven, that's the Holy Spirit. Everything is made from His presence, from His glory. The angels are literally made from His glory. And they actually, people reveal that angels actually are doing the work, you might say, they are doing the things that God wants done. They make the homes. They are actually recording. If you want to read some fascinating things, Mary Baxter's book about heaven and the spirit realm reveals this. Angels are recording people's spiritual growth. They are literally even, and I say this in reverence, but when someone gets saved, they write their name in the book of life. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, angels make the homes, and and we can safely assume that they make the buildings. There are many, many buildings and places of worship and just all of it so glorious. When here's in one aspect of the homes, they say that when if someone has preaches the gospel and someone gets saved, the angels create a diamond that is like three feet by one foot and put it in the floor of that person's home. So I predict that the great evangelists and preachers throughout history, like again, let's look at the big picture. Let's not limit God. Um, Their homes in heaven, we don't know how big the homes are. (laughs) I mean, we just, I mean, Jesus even said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Uh, It's just all incredibly fascinating. And I want to continue to proclaim it because it, it is frustrating you know, most people discount these things, right? They, they, I don't even want to repeat the, the negative reactions and responses that people have to the gospel. That's one of the reasons that I want to just proclaim to anyone who will listen. You know, the, the, the wonder of well, the full gospel, you might call it. That, that's what people have called it. The full gospel that is infinitely greater than anything that we can ever even imagine. And heaven is, is perhaps the greatest example. I mean, we're, um, it's truly fortunate that more than, I mean, many people have been to heaven, have come back, and have revealed what it's actually like. Now, Jesus spoke about heaven. Paul revealed that he went to heaven. The book of Revelation, it's right there. Descriptions of heaven that are, I mean, it's just right there. That it's the New Jerusalem is pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the walls are precious stones, you know, 12 precious stones. The 
there's no need of, of the Son there because the, the, the Lord God Almighty, Jesus and the Father, and give it light to the, you know, their glory illuminates all of heaven. It just goes on and on. I mean, it's... In, from Revelation 22, verse 1, um, the pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. There's the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Verse 5, they shall reign forever and ever. I mean, recommended reading the last two chapters of the Bible, but it's just... It's so awesome. Like, the greatest thing for a human being ever is to be saved and to know Jesus Christ. And it gets greater and greater. Famous famous Scripture, we go from glory to glory. That's one glorious revelation to another. And it's, this is what humans were created to do. It's, it's simple, it's easy, it's normal, it's natural, it's not difficult, it's not... We know it, living on the earth is challenging and can be difficult. But knowing Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit is what humans were created to do. And when someone gets filled with the Holy Spirit, they'll recognize themselves. That's Reinhard Bonnke, that's a direct quote from him. <laughs> Briefly, I do want to say, you know, I, I followed some of Reinhard Bonnke's, listened to quite, you know, some of his messages, and he impacted me greatly. He's not my father in the spirit, but he's a patriarch of the faith, and he very, while he emphasized, you know, the glorious gospel. And that it's a celebration. That knowing Jesus is a celebration, and it's, and I, I did speak to him on the phone briefly. I met him in person. No, no big deal. But I discussed with him about fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and on the phone. And um, but in his messages, he also spoke about the other side. He said, anyone who falls in, who rejects Jesus Christ. God has nothing further to say to them and they will fall into what the Bible calls the bottomless pit because there's nothing. And we know from Revelation, the book of Revelation, anyone who's not in the book of life will be thrown into the lake of fire. Okay? If anyone does not... I, I must say this... If anyone does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they'll spend eternity in the lake of fire. So it there's many ways that we can look at unbelievers and and you know we know that Paul wrote, you know, the carnal man, the natural man cannot receive the things of God. Um Let me just put it this way. The epistles, there's a lot about the other side, right? Jesus spoke about, about it. He said anyone who does not believe is condemned already because they haven't believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 
And he spoke about the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. He spoke more about hell than he did about heaven, actually. But on one level, you know, it, it's, as I mentioned earlier, it does bug me, it's frustrating, and it, and it bugs me that people's negative responses and beliefs about the gospel, okay, and then to think of what they're missing out on. I mean, just the, the, that's one level, one way, but, but the worst thing is, let's skip to the worst thing, to think that someone, it, it's a, let's look right at scripture, okay, there's a way that seems right to a man, in the end it's the way of death. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. To think that someone would choose self, not choose Jesus Christ, and when, when they die, they end up in hell for eternity, and there's no way out for all eternity. This is one way I've been just contemplating this. We know as humans, we often get into problems, right? Predicaments. And usually we can get out of them, right? If someone's in a bad marriage, they can get divorced. If someone doesn't want to spend any time with someone, they don't have to. They can get away from that person. If they are ill, perhaps they can get better if they even the worst thing is if somebody's just in complete despair and doesn't want to live they think that they can solve the problem by taking their life I mean my point is we can get out of these problems usually right if someone has has financial is financially um, failed, they can declare bankruptcy. But there's two places, this is my conclusion, two places, situations, people can never get out of. One is heaven, which is glorious. Everyone who makes it to heaven, I mean, what a glorious, that's awesome. If someone ends up in hell, there's no way out for all eternity. For all eternity! We now know what hell is like. We actually don't need the modern day revelations. God has revealed them to, to, to in modern times, especially Mary Baxter's book, Divine Revelation of Hell, and others. But Jesus spoke about hell. It's right there in Revelation. And he, I mean, I, I mentioned this in case someone didn't hear it. I'm so surprised uh, that even born again people and ministers and preachers often do not even repeat what's right there in the Bible about hell. Even worse, many believers don't believe that hell is like that. The, the way that the Bible reveals that it's the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels, that it's the lake of fire, anyone not found in the book of life. 
will be cast into the lake of fire. That's Revelation 20:15. Just briefly, I want to give the example. I, I occasionally I'll watch some other preachers, and two of them, it's on YouTube, solid men of God, and both of them have one has a big following of more than 200,000 people. The other one has many videos and is a, uh, a large following also from what I can tell and tens of thousands of views of his videos. I'm not judging these two people, but praise the Lord that they're preaching the gospel, right? Amen. Lord, bless them. Give them the anointing. Amen. But when it got down to the nitty-gritty when they actually uh, spoke about hell, one of the, actually, the videos, the title was like, what is hell like? You know, to words to that effect. And I watched the videos, and one of them said that it's the blackest of darkness forever. That's what he said hell is like. Now, that is a scripture, okay? But that's not the whole story. <laughs> That's, that's a scripture. It's not uh, the blackest of darkness forever is Jude one thirteen. The other person, preacher, did not mention that it's the eternal fire. I mean, he just didn't. He just... Okay, so my, but for moving on from that, do you see my point? We as humans completely miss it. All we have to do is repeat Jesus' words and the words that are in Revelation. And that's what hell is like. And in modern times, people confirm that. Mary Back Jesus took Mary Baxter to hell 40 nights. And her book about hell is the Jesus revealed hell to her in more detail than, than it's ever been revealed. And it's so horrible. It's horrible beyond our human comprehension. And then, hell, hell right now is in the center of the earth, shaped like a human body lying on its back. And just a brief thing about hell, there's this, it's enlarging itself. There's more than a hundred scriptures about the underworlds in, in the Bible. But hell is enlarging itself and there's one place in hell it's it's 17 miles basically here's the overview since hell is shaped like a body lying on its back there's a head arms heart belly legs okay and I know this. This is very. It's very practical, actually. Remember, God did not create hell. He withdrew Himself from that place, and so there's nothing good there. That's why there's nothing good, and it's this void, and it's fire. People are burned in fire forever. They're, they're, um, it's, it, it's extreme, deadly heat. It's dark. Yes, it's the blackest of darkness, but. And, and there's 
um, demons, overpowering demons, a thousand of the strongest men on earth would be no match for one of these demons. And they, people are put in pits and cells. The cells have bars in front of them, just like a prison. They, they, they know they have their, they're burned in fire. Their flesh literally burns and falls off their body. They, they have, um, they can hear there's no food, no water, no light, nothing good, no love, no hope, nothing because God withdrew himself. All those things, God gives all those things to even unbelievers. They remember their life on the earth. They know what's going on. They know that there's people near them. They can actually talk to these people. Um, I mean, okay, moving on from that, I, I'm... I want to present both sides. I have to. Because I had a vision of hell when God called me into ministry. And I saw the enemy's face and I know that it's a real place. I just, I heard the loud wailing of what sounded like a multitude of people. And it, it probably, well, um, it's, but again, that's the one, two places humans can never get out of. Heaven is glorious, so glorious and wonderful, a celebration. Saints in heaven now are celebrating the great God Jehovah and His Son Jesus Christ. They are helping other people and serving even the elders that are on the throne on, on thrones around the throne are, are going to help people and Jesus Christ it goes into heaven and he visits with children and other it's just so glorious I mean it's just it's like very disappointing that that people we miss it also in in our general views of heaven you know somehow i even i kind of thought it was more figurative and i didn't have a grasp now i understand that it's it's as a planet it's a place and it people can travel around and they people have it's revealed that people have even homes in the countryside and so they go on excursions ministry excursions to bless and help people. Amen. There's worship services that people worship God Almighty and oh, I mean, and they hear messages from the great patriarchs and preachers and all these. Um, one man went to heaven and actually spoke directly to Abraham, to David, King David, to the Apostle Paul. And, and others and and I at least briefly want to say so disappointing that even believers many believers don't grasp and and understand and they deny many of these things right and they it's just what's the answer to that well it's we need the anointing so that people can catch the Spirit. 
also it's a matter of someone again it goes back to the this mystery of the kingdom of heaven it's what i'm about to say is very very sacred okay and yet it's plain at the same time and simple it's completely up to a person their response to everything that God offers completely we know that with salvation right and it's the same thing with everything else someone can deny that heaven is the way it is and if they're saved when they get to heaven they'll realize wow (laughs) I sure missed that you know um, same thing isn't that fascinating we know with salvation it's totally up to a person even God cannot make someone choose Him. We have no impact. In fact, I would say, without the anointing, we probably even keep people away from the Gospel. I mean, that's just because of human nature. You've heard people say all the time, oh, never discuss religion or politics. Well, this is not religion. This is a relationship with the great God Almighty. But to think that even God cannot make someone choose Him. And God cannot make a believer believe that heaven is the way it is. Or believe that hell is the way it is. I went to a a Bible study, six Catholics, nothing against Catholic. Catholics. 90% of the time in that hour, they debated Catholic doctrine. And one of the people there, I I believe they're all believers. Absolutely. They'll all make it to heaven. I I believe that. One of them is a leader. He's uh, he's actually does weddings. I don't know if he's an ordained minister. But he said to me, and I don't bring these things up, but when I brought up, you know, the heaven and hell, he said, he said, quote, well, hell is a place of fire is a Protestant belief. And that's, okay, so that's just my little corner. I've given some specifics. I don't want to, but, but do you see this pattern? This pattern of just how, how much we miss it. And it's, it is completely, 100% let me repeat this sacred truth I'll try to finish with that it's 100% up to a person their response to everything that God offers and what he offers is priceless it's worth more than all the wealth of the earth put combined in all of human history, multiply times infinity. That's what God offers. All of that cannot get someone into heaven. All of that cannot allow someone to be filled with the glorious Holy Spirit and to move into the the spirit realm and the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and so glorious and and to think that the poorest people on the earth can know God and can even store up treasures in heaven. It's hard for them because they 
it's so difficult, they're just trying to survive, right? The parable of the rich man and Lazarus reveal very clearly that those, the haves on the earth may not make it to heaven, we don't know, but those who are greatly suffering, and Lazarus in that parable was a beggar with sores all over his body, and the dogs came and licked his sores. He made it to, at, at that time, paradise, because that was before Jesus Christ died, rose from the dead. Okay, so all the pre-resurrection saints went to paradise, which was glorious. And then when Jesus rose, the way I understand it is when Jesus died, when, when He died, they came out of the graves and they apparently they went to heaven. Don't, that's not, I'm just presenting that, that uh, that's as far as I know, that's how, what I think happened. I could be wrong about that, but they, we know that paradise, that, that's a different thing. I'm just saying that, that someone who is the, the lowest of the low, a beggar with sores all over his body, made it to heaven. This reveals God's love, His nature, that He's He's available to everyone. He wants everyone to make it to heaven. And yet 70% of people are not saved. We see this even where we are. If you, you just go out and people don't... They have no concern about the Gospel or their eternity and they make... They persecute and make fun of those who do I mean it's just it's, it's I know I'm venting some but I, I just this is a one time message and I'm an evangelist and I'm, I want to say let me finish with this that's uh, I want to thank our partners those praying for us we need it we need your prayers we need financial support I need prayer I never, hardly ever talk about myself, but I need it. If you want to pray, if you need, if you can pray, if you're looking for something to pray for, please pray for me that I, but the greatest thing for a human being ever is to know Jesus Christ. The greatest, glorious, and it's everything because it's what humans were created to do. How could someone say no to Him? How could they stay away from Him? And He's God Almighty. He's the exact... He is God. Famous Scriptures, you know, He's the image of the invisible God. He's the exact representation of God's nature. And at the very heart of it, He is God. Amen. Thanks for listening. Blessings.